appreciate him uh, from from very beginning of our relationship and beginning to work for God. I had a personal respect for his consecration and his dedication. There's some people you spend time with. The more you get to know them, the less you respect them. Amen. But the way it is with Brother Weeks, we have spent many, many miles together, many hours together, and I have great admiration and respect. He was very disciplined in his study of the Word of God. And uh, I just remember being impressed. Remember, I think it was somebody from Brother Spell's church gave us a, a Christian note taker to show us. You remember that? And I, re- I remember we used to travel to Country Brother Weeks. Man, he, he'd be organized. He'd, he'd read the scriptures and he'd check off where he read. He was reading through the Bible. I just read the Bible wherever I wanted to read. Man, I, but he was, he was kind of getting organized and all back then. And I, I just, I have personal respect. I thank God for a friend for a friend who is a blessing and a strength and, and an encouragement and uh, it's got the balance of spirit and truth. The balance of spirit and in truth who has learning at heart but also the leading of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Brother Weeks, come obey the Lord. Preach the word of God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. Brother Townley had me a little nervous there for a few minutes. I thought he was going to say the more he knew about me, the less he liked me. But I got out of that one. Praise God. Love Brother Townley very much. I can say with Brother Cox that uh, he's a Christian. Praise the Lord. While I was trying to learn more, Brother Townley was trying to be a better Christian. And... Uh, I, I think I should have taken his route. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You do have a man of God here that is a genuine, pure, at-heart Christian. And there's nothing better you can say about anybody. Praise the Lord. And we love him. It's so good to be here. And uh, Sister Townley told me what to sing. So I'm going to sing what I've been told to sing. And I hope you'll worship the Lord with us. Praise the Lord. Good to be here with Brother McDaniel. Good to be here with uh, my father, my mother here also. Good to have um, family members here from Abbeville, Delcom, New Iberia area. And uh, we're, <laughs> we're glad they're here and glad they're serving God. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Just receiving the Holy Ghost and living for God and learning how beautiful and wonderful this life really is. Amen. Hey, is there anybody that can testify this is the life to live? This is a beautiful life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Satan's a gambler and he's a rambler. He'll tell you you're gonna win. He will abuse you and finally misuse you if you'll travel his road of sin. Friend, you will lose if you dare to choose the bargain that devil has made. But when you get to heaven, there you will find out that you got the best of the trade. And when I am poor, still I am rich. My father, he owns it all. 
treasure down on my knees when oh his name I call and if I should lose whatever I gain still I know I can say when I get to heaven there I will find out that I got the best of the trade oh and when I am poor still I am rich my father he owns it all and I find my treasure down on my knees when on his name I call and if I should lose whatever to heaven there I will find out that I got the best of the trade my soul was bankrupt finally I gave up when I gave it over to him I was just a pauper when Jesus made his offer but thank God he said I'll free you from sin But just old rags went down at the altar I knelt. Oh, but I walked away with his spirit within me. Friend, I got the best of the trade. And when I am poor, still I am rich. My father, he owns it all. And I find my treasure. If I should lose whatever I've gained, still I know I can say when I get to heaven, there I will find out that I got the best of the trail. When I get to heaven, there I will find out that I got the best of the trail. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I got the best of the trade. Uh, I can't brag about anything that I brought to him. But oh, I can sure talk about what he's given to me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have your Bibles tonight. I want to read from 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And I have I have been in between two messages this afternoon. And uh, Brother McDaniel said, preach them both. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. But uh, I'm like uh, Brother Ballestero told me one time. He said, I'd rather have no message than have two messages. And so that's where I have been this afternoon. And um, I just uh, feeling after the Lord during this service. Uh, I want.
want to do the will of God. I'm not interested in just filling time and space. I'm interested in just saying I preached another sermon, preached another message. But I really do want to please the Lord tonight. Praise God. Don't you want to please the Lord? Amen. I'm not just taking up time. I want to please God. I want to have purpose while I'm here. I want to be on purpose. I want to have intention, praise the Lord, and the intention of the Holy Ghost, praise God. Amen. So good to be here among friends and among family. I feel so uh, much at home here. I said last night I've been preaching around here for several years. Brother Townley and I are getting to be old men. I saw gray hair uh, last night where there was hair. And, uh, and uh, I'm teasing. I get mean around Brother Townley. I, I'm trying to make up for him being so sweet. I mean, one of us has got to be mean. He's so nice. But uh, I love Brother Townley very, very much and uh, just feel like I'm here among friends today. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, I feel like the old boy that invited a stranger to go fishing with him and, and uh, they went out fishing and the man wanted to see how he caught so many fish in so short amount of time. And so they got out in the middle of the lake and the old boy pulled out a stick of dynamite and lit the fuse. Threw it out there. Man, I'm telling you, all kinds of fish started coming up to the surface. And the stranger he had invited pulled out a badge and said, I am the game warden. You are under arrest. And the guy never looked worried, never broke a sweat. He just reached under the seat of the boat and pulled out another stick of dynamite, lit the fuse, handed it to the game warden and said, are you going to fish or are you going to sit there? <laughs> so I'm going to try to fish tonight, praise God. <laughs> Y'all going to help me or you going to sit there? I, I just might throw you some dynamite tonight. <laughs> praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse number 7, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse number 9, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse number 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man does not receive what comes from the Spirit of God because it is foolishness. If you want a title uh, tonight, 
Well, let me let me read you one more verse. Move over to chapter number three. Chapter number three, verse nineteen. Just a few verses down. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise that they are vain. The wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. And then uh, chapter 2 verse 14 says, The things of the Spirit of God are foolishness to the natural man. So with that and the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach tonight on the right side of crazy. On the right side of crazy. Will you help me preach for just a few minutes? Let's ask the Lord to use us, to help us. God, we need you today. Oh, God, we're so thankful. So thankful, God, for your touch, for your spirit. Lord, for your anointing. God, for your hand of favor that has been with us. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the opportunity to repent of our sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for leading us and for guiding us. Touch us one more time in this place by your Spirit. And we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you tonight. Praise the Lord. Uh, the things of God, the people of God, the man of God, have never been considered ordinary by the world's standards. Um, it seems like, as you read through the Word of the Lord, that that normal doesn't seem to be in God's vocabulary as far as the things of this world are concerned. Now, the Apostle Paul writing in 1 Corinthians tells us that what we have received when we came to God was not the spirit of the world, but it is the spirit which is of God. And it says that the reason that we have received the Spirit that is of God is so that we will know what God is giving to us. You will never recognize the things that come from God unless you have the Spirit of God. The things of the Spirit are foolishness to normal people. That's why you ought to stay prayed up. Because you'll start thinking that what the preacher's preaching is crazy. You need to stay prayed up because you'll start thinking Holy Ghost worship is crazy. You need to stay full of the Holy Ghost because you'll start second-guessing everything that the church stands for and everything that the church does, everything that the preacher says, every standard that the pastor sets. You'll start trying to analyze it. You'll try, start trying to dissect it. You'll start trying to take everything apart and not understand that you are trying to analyze everything with a carnal mind and the carnal mind will never be God's friend. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Your carnal mind will always 
directly oppose what the Spirit of God is trying to accomplish in your life. That's why when you get the Holy Ghost, everybody looks wonderful. When you get the Holy Ghost, everybody's nice. When you get the Holy Ghost, you don't know anything negative about anybody. But you let it wear off a little bit, and you'll start getting a little critical. You'll start getting a little self-righteous. You'll start getting a little judgmental. You'll start getting a little cold in your worship. And all the things that you were in love with become unnecessary. And it's not because the Holy Ghost is not real. It's not because the church got off track. It's because the things of God began to appear to be foolishness to you. Praise God. Amen. I remember my father, uh, this is Heritage Week, and I remember my father telling the story, and I, I remember my grandmother telling the story about uh, many years ago how that uh, my, my grandmother and grandfather was not in church, and, and they lived next door, if I'm not mistaken, to some old-time saints that went down to the Brush Arbor. And uh, they would argue about the Bible and argue about Scripture and... And uh, my grandmother said that she would try to pick him apart and try to find something in their lives that didn't quite measure up to justify herself and make herself feel better about her. She's not, she wasn't living like she was needing to live. And one day uh, the man was talking to her about God and she said, if, you really, if what you've got is real, you wouldn't be drinking that coffee. Ooh, Lord have mercy. I've had people tell me, said, man, I don't, uh, hey, I don't drink coffee. I've got the Holy Ghost. I say, well, I drink it to keep the Holy Ghost. I... But this, this gentleman was standing there with a cup of coffee in his hand. And my grandmother said, what you've got's not real because if it was, you wouldn't be drinking that coffee. He said, if it offends you, I'll never touch a drop of it. And as far as she knew, he never touched another drop of it as long as he lived and she would just pick them apart you know why because conviction was working on her don't get intimidated by somebody that's always trying to pick on you on the job and trying to put you down trying to make fun of you and trying to make you look stupid in front of people you just hold your head up high and just keep praising god hey man when you begin to suffer persecution, start leaping for joy is what Jesus said. You know why? Because the very one that's persecuting you is probably the one that's laying in their bed at night, weeping and crying, saying, I've got to have something better than what I've got right now. There's got to be more to life than what I'm living. Don't let it make you hide your candle under a bushel. Don't let it make you ashamed. We're a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. Woo. Take it as a sign God's working on them. Take it as a sign conviction's moving in their lives. And so, and so uh, uh, there came a time that her little girl got sick, deathly sick. Matter of fact, I think the doctor said... Don't call me anymore. There's nothing else that I can do. But there was something they could do. And that was pray. Woo, hallelujah. Thank God we can pray. When we reach the end of our rope and we've done everything that we know how to do and we've tried to figure everything out, thank God we can still pray. Thank God for church folks that know how to touch the Lord. 
There's some folks I know in my life I can call them and I believe they can touch God for me. And whatever I'm facing and whatever I'm going through, that they can touch the throne on my behalf. Thank God for praying, saints. Hey, I know times have changed, but church, we still need praying, saints. We still need interceding, saints. We still need saints and know how to weep and know how to travail and know how to call on the name of the Lord. Thank God for music. Thank God for uh, all the things that make church a little better. But I'm telling you, nothing can replace old-fashioned getting a hold of God, supplication, intercession, prayer. Praise the Lord. And so, the little girl was sick, wasn't nothing else to do, and she called on the next door neighbors, and they hit their knees, and they started praying, and it wasn't one of those kind of prayers. Our dear Heavenly Father, we beseech Thee to bestow upon these Thy blessed children. No, 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 it wasn't one of those kind of prayers. It wasn't one of those with those long religious words that you had to look up in the thesaurus or the dictionary. I'm telling you, they got on their knees and they started calling on the name of the Lord. You know what happened? In a little bit, that little girl that was so sick sat up and started asking for something to eat. But that wasn't the end of the story. That wasn't the most beautiful part of it. It wasn't long till my grandmother was sitting on a pew down there with the holy rollers where they used to go in and peek at the windows and laugh at how sister thus and such shouted, how brother so-and-so got to feeling the glory and got to shaking and quaking. And that was their entertainment. They didn't have anything better to do than to go stand around outside the old holy roller church and laugh and make fun. But I'm going to tell you something. Before long, they was in there doing some shaking and some quaking and some shouting and some jibber-jabbering in tongues like what they used to make fun of. Hey, apostolics, it ain't time to get intimidated by the world laughing at us. It ain't time to shut down our worship and shut down the praise and shut down the shouting and shut down, amen, the tongue talking. No, sir, I'm telling you, it's going to get a hold of somebody. They need what we've got. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. You can, you can be seated. Amen. You tell me. You, you just tell me. What kind of a church will be more effective? What kind of a church will make more of a difference? What kind of a church will change somebody's life? Is it the kind of church that when, when, so on, when, you know, when people come in and we want to impress them and we want to prove to them we've got some sense, you know, and and uh, sometimes you get some visitors in. We really want we really want to make a good impression. Lord, don't 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 let the shouters get turned loose tonight. Lord, don't let sister so and so take off with that war whoop tonight. We we want to impress these people. Amen. Amen. I heard about a uh, a man that he uh, he was visiting his banker. He said, "You ought to come go to church." And the guy said. Uh, me and my family's been looking for a church, and and so the uh, the banker showed up, and the the preacher said, "Oh God, Lord, let these people act like they've got some sense tonight. Please don't let such a so and so. Please don't." And he got to praying about the different ones, and you know what, man, that brother that run like a he was 
pumping a bicycle. His knees was coming up higher than his head, and he'd turn them corners, and you wondered if he was going to make it. I mean, about the first song, boy, here he went. And oh, the old sister always shouted her hair down. There she went, spinning out in the... He thought, oh, no. But before long, the power of God got to moving. The pastor got out there, and he got to doing some of that himself. And all of a sudden, he thought, the banker. Oh, my goodness. And he looked back there, and that banker was standing there with his hands up and tears running down his face. And he come up after church. He said, oh, I've been looking for a church like this. I have been looking. When I was a child, my grandparents were in an old-time holiness church. And they shouted and danced and had church all night, spoke in tongues. And I always said, if I ever find a church that worships like that, I'm going to get in it. If I ever find a church that knows how to have church, a church that ain't dead, a church that ain't lifeless, I'm going to get in that church. That's where it's real. Amen. You tell me what kind of church makes the biggest difference. After we've had our little service and we've shown our talent, we've shown that, you know, we can, we can put a good little program together and you ask them, well, how did you enjoy it? And they say, it was nice. It was nice service. I really enjoyed it. It, it was so nice. Well, we want you to come back. Oh, I'll come back. It was so nice. Or the kind of service where the Holy Ghost just has its way. And you look back at that visitor and their knuckles are white on the back of that pew. And they don't know which way to run and their eyeballs are about that big around. And finally, when you do get around to shake their hand, their hand's doing a little bit of this and the veins are popping out on their forehead and their eyeballs are about that big around. And uh, and when they finally find their voice, they say, You people are absolutely crazy. You say, oh, we don't want that. You know what? When they get in trouble, they're not going to call the first church of the Frigidaire where they didn't feel nothing. They're not going to call the old lifeless place where they was just like every other church that they've been to. But they're going to lay awake at night thinking about I don't know about everything they do down there, but I felt something in that place. I don't know about all that, but I tell you what, there was something real going on in that house. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, as smart as we can be in our flesh, it's foolishness to God. All the things we can figure up in our minds, it's craziness to God. All the little plans and programs that I can come up in my little brain, it's foolishness to God. But if I can get over here in the Spirit, I might be foolish to the world. And I might be foolish to Einstein. And I might be foolish to Bill Gates. But that's the very thing that gets God's attention. 
Amen. You can be seated. You say, well, you know what? I really would be a worshiper, but people look at me. You've got to get over that. I really feel like getting deeper in prayer, but I've never done it before. And what's people going to say? You know, I know holiness is right. And I, you know, I know the standards that... But, you know, i got to work on a public job. And I've I got ten folks that don't live like we do. And uh, you've got to get over that. Because the natural man will never agree with the things of God. They are foolishness unto him. Everybody that God has ever used in any significant way have been determined to be totally crazy. Ask Ezekiel. Ask Jeremiah. Ask Moses. Ask David. Ask Hosea. Ask John the Baptist. Ask the Apostle, Apostle Paul. Even Jesus, his own family came to see him and he was healing people on the Sabbath day and you weren't supposed to be doing that. That wasn't according to religious tradition. And they got to asking his family, what you think about this? They said, he is beside himself. Hey, don't pay any attention to him. That's that's biblical terminology for he is out of his mind. You know, somewhere you've got to be willing to suffer the reproach with Jesus. Say, talk about me if you want to. Look down on me if you desire. You don't include me in your group. That's all right. I've found where real living is really at. And I'll know I'll never fit in where I used to fit in. I'll never be a part of what I used to be a part of. I'll never be thought of like I used to be thought of. But that's all right. I found a new group to fit in with. I found a new clique to be a part of. I belong to the saints of all the ages. I am no more a foreigner and a stranger. But I am fellow citizen with the saints and of the household of God. I belong. Hallelujah. Amen. And John the Baptist said, you can be seated. John the Baptist, they, they looked at him. And what stood out about John the Baptist was he was clothed with camel's hair and he ate locusts. And I've heard all these theological discussions telling us how they fixed locusts. And they cooked locusts and and that it was some kind of a cake or a cookie or something, a wafer or something. But uh, locust etouffee. Man, I guarantee you some of these cooks around here could evermore make it taste good. But poor old brother John the Baptist didn't have no etouffee cooks out there in the wilderness. Best I can tell, when it said he ate locusts, it was those little critters with long wings on them and the wiggly legs and everything else. That's what he ate. In fact, I don't really see if he was eating the same thing everybody else was eating, why it even had to say that. But there was something different about John the Baptist. Amen. The Apostle Paul, they said, Paul, much learning has made you smart. No. Made you look educated? No. Made your IQ go through the roof? No. 
your learning has made you mad. Oh, yeah. You know, brother, uh, old brother I.H. Terry, they tell a lot of stories about him, and we know several preachers out of his church. And brother, brother Terry was a, was a unique individual. Bro, old brother Terry, what was it, 40-something preachers have come out from under his ministry? And, and Brother Terry was as unorthodox and as different as anybody you can imagine. And um, I, I, I've heard all manner of, of things. He, he went and preached for Brother Johnny King one time, I understand. And uh, brother, he, brother Terry came out. I think he had just retired. And he came out with a red tie on. Brother King said to Brother Terry, I preach against red ties. I, I can't let you get in front of my saints with a red tie. I don't, I don't allow our men to wear red ties. So Brother Terry went back in there. He changed ties, put a different color tie on, put some white tennis shoes on, came back out. <laughs> Brother King said he wouldn't say nothing about them white tennis shoes. He'd, <laughs> he was already pushing it, getting him to change his tie. <laughs> Another... Another time they said Brother Terry was sitting across the table from an evangelist and he felt like the guy had a little too much pride. He just, while they're sitting there at the table, he just reaches up and put his, puts his shoe up there on the guy's lapel and just put, puts his foot right on down, all the way down to the guy's suit and that fellow's looking at him. This is Brother Terry. You don't say very much to him. Fella said, Brother Terry said, well, I was just checking your spirit. I don't know if he passed or he failed. I don't know. <laughs> Brother Terry, one time, he, he had somebody haul in a bucket of mud into the church while he was preaching. He was preaching on gossip. He took a big old handful of mud and just threw it on the church wall and kept preaching. He'd come back by that bucket and he'd grab a scoop up a handful of mud and throw some more on the wall and keep preaching to all the people. He did have their attention that day, I'm sure, on a church wall. Then he had somebody come up there and clean it all off while he's preaching. Must have been a long sermon. Kind of like tonight. <laughs> and uh, they, they're scrubbing the wall, and he'd turn back there and say, but I still see stains, and go back to preaching. They'd scrub that wall, and they'd say, there's still stains up there. You didn't scrub it good enough. And finally, his point was that gossip, you might get the, you might get the initial mud off the wall. You might take care of the initial slander, but it always leaves a stain. You go back and apologize and say, I shouldn't have said it, but it always leaves a stain. Well, that was worth the sermon, whether uh, I charge you or not, praise the Lord. But uh, somebody, uh, somebody was telling me they were with Brother, Ball uh, Brother uh, Terry. I believe it was Brother Ballestero that was with him just before he died. And they were talking about, talking about life and talking about ministry. And, and uh, he said, uh, Brother Terry, what, uh, what would you attribute you, your success to? He said, well, you know, if I've had any success in ministry, it's because I never did care about what people thought of me. And he said, well, that's, that's good. He said, but you know, there's another side to that. He said, all the trouble in my life 
just about all of it has come from the fact I never did care what people thought about me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you today, somewhere, if you're ever going to live for God and you're ever going to make that city, you've got to lay down other people's opinions on the altar. You've got to lay down what they think about you. You'll never be a worshiper if you're waiting for everybody to agree with you. You will never be everything God wants you to be if you're waiting for everybody to agree with you. You can say, let it cause me trouble. Let it cause me problems. That's all right. I'm going to live for God with everything I've got. Young people, somewhere you'll have to step away from the crowd and say, as for me and my life, it's going to be lived for God. I, if you want to go there, that's all right. If you want to watch that, you go ahead. But I'm going to live for God. If you want to listen, all right, I'm going to live for God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Go, go ask Moses. Moses walks into Egypt. He's got the message of deliverance. And the people want to know, who told you? We were going to be set free. Where'd you get this message? Well, I was out in the desert and there was a bush that was on fire that was telling me all of this. I, I, I mean, I, I saw it. A what? Oh, I had a, an experience. Wait a minute. It was a tree that you were talking to and that was talking to you? Yeah. I mean, what's so out of the ordinary about that? We're supposed to believe you because you've had your life changed by a tree? Amen. But God had a plan in the midst of it. Here comes David dancing into the city. You'd think everybody would be proud. Our king is a worshiper. Our king is wearing priestly robes. Our king, his priority is to get the ark back into the, the, uh, the midst of the people of God. You'd think everybody. And yet the people closest to him were the ones that could not appreciate his worship. They could, you know, it's amazing to me and pastor, and I, I've been pastor, and I, I'm still a kid, Brother McDaniel. I've been pastor in 11 years, my goodness. And uh, it's just gone by like that. And, uh, you know, but it's been amazing to me. People come in, get their life changed. I mean, people that's been to the depths of sin, been messed up, been in and out of jail, been out, in and out of rehab, been in, uh, been just, just in all kinds of crazy situations, been in gangs, uh, got uh, a police record longer than their arm. I mean, just all kinds of things. And people that have never cared about them at all when they were in jail, when they were in rehab, when they were in, in a mental institution, 
family that didn't care about them at all. They get in church. They get in the altar. God changes their life. They start looking clean cut. They start looking like a Christian. They start acting different, talking different. It's evident God is doing a work in their lives. And all of a sudden, these well-meaning, concerned relatives come around and start wanting to uh, tell them that you need to be careful. This is this is kind of this is a cult. This sounds like a cult to me. You don't need to get too deeply involved in that. You don't let, need to let that preacher tell you what you need to be doing. You you don't need you don't need to be in that kind of a church. All of a sudden, they're concerned when they weren't concerned. When they just got sentenced for the third time, and they weren't concerned uh, all of this other time, and let them get in church, let them start worshiping, and people have something to say about it. Woo! I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you today, you can be on the side that God says is crazy. Hey, it's crazy to throw your life away with the addictions and the habits of this world. It's crazy to think you can find lasting pleasure and lasting joy outside of God. It's crazy to think you can find a life of meaning and a life of purpose out there and a life of immorality and illicit relationships. You'll never find it there. It's crazy to think that. Amen. I'd rather be on this side. Amen. Uh, Jeremiah, what are you doing carrying that yoke around, wearing that yoke through the city streets? Well, I'll tell you, God has spoken to me and told us that we need to submit to Nebuchadnezzar, that God is going to bring this city down and the only way you're going to be saved is if you submit. No, we're not going to submit. We're not going to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar. We're going to fight it. Oh, it's the will of God. You just submit. You've been disobedient. You have rebelled. You just submit to what God is doing. God has sent Nebuchadnezzar to humble you down. If you just submit, everything will be better for you. We're not going to submit. You're crazy, Jeremiah. It seemed to be crazy, but the best thing that Judah and Jerusalem could have done would just submit to the plan of God, put their neck in that yoke and let God work on them. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh Lord, I could preach about Hosea. God tells Hosea to go marry a prostitute. But Hosea knew to obey God was better than to be concerned about his reputation. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. I'm telling you, I'd rather fit in with the church of the living God and be ostracized by the world than fit in with the world. I'm going to tell you, if you get the approval, you hear me, young people, if you get the approval of all of your buddies and all your friends, and yet you don't hear God say, well done, you have missed it. You have failed. And yet if your family turns their back on you, your buddies turn their back on you, the old friends you used to have turns their back on you, and you hear Him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been a smashing success. John the Baptist, we don't know about you. 
What's different about John the Baptist? It's what he wears uh, and what he has an appetite for. Uh, you know, that's the same thing that the world has a problem with us for. Uh, uh, with uh, We can't believe how y'all dress. Don't you understand? It's summertime. You take all your clothes off during summertime. No, we got Bible for dressing modest uh, and for having the kind of apparel uh, that is modest. Uh, And that becometh holiness unto the Lord. Oh, Lord. I'm telling you, it's summertime. And I, as a, as the other day at a place of recreation, I, I wasn't there that long. But, whoo, what is, what is it? What is it about ugly people makes them want to take their clothes off? Oh, Lord, have mercy. I saw more ugly than I ever want to see in my life. Have mercy. I, just, I saw enough there. I wanted to go teach a Bible study on modesty all over again. Woo! Gracious. Oh, Brother Westberg, you say, Anybody want to see my knees? Does anybody want to see my old bony, ugly knees? Everybody say, No! And they meant it too. He'd say, I don't want to see yours either. Cover them up. John the Baptist, you're strange because of what you wear and what you have an appetite for. You know what? When you really get in this thing, you start having a different appetite than you used to have. Oh, I tell you why I'm in church on Thursday night. Y'all just had church last night. It's because of what I've got an appetite for. You, I don't have an appetite for a soap opera tonight. I got an appetite for the Word of God. I don't have an appetite for the things of the world tonight. I got an appetite for the things of God. Ooh, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Paul, much learning hath made thee mad. What you know makes you act different than anybody we've ever seen before. What you know makes you act different. I, I'm going to tell you, young folks, you might think you'll fit in in the world and you'll be popular and you'll be somebody and you'll find there will always be something about you no matter how drunk you try to get, no matter how immoral you try to be, no matter how popular you endeavor to become, there will be a mark on your life if you've ever been baptized in Jesus' name, if you've ever had this wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost, there's something about you that, do, that does not fit in with this world. What you know makes something different in you because I know there's one God. I can't just sit there and listen to anybody preach. I can't just go along with anything because I know you've got to repent of your sins because I know you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name because I know you get this Holy Ghost. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. Without the Spirit of Christ, you're none of His. It's made a change in me because... Because of what I know. Woo. Hallelujah. Amen. Moses, what you say again? Moses, 
you had some kind of fire that was kindled in you and it's some kind of wilderness experience and it's given you a mission and it's given you a purpose and it's given you a message to set people free. I'm going to tell you, if you ever get a real supernatural experience and you know how this Holy Ghost feels, you're going to want somebody else to get free and to know the same liberty that you know. Oh, I got a fiery supernatural experience and it's making me want to go down to Egypt and say, let my people go. You don't have to stay in bondage. You don't have to stay in chains. You don't have to say stay in slavery. You don't have to stay in Egypt. You can be set free. You can have the same experience with God that I've had. Woo. Hallelujah. Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. I I, I gotta quit. I gotta quit. Lord have mercy. Oh, hallelujah. Let them say that we're crazy. The natural man cannot walk into an apostolic church and comprehend everything going on. You can't put this in a laboratory. You can't put all of this on an accounting ledger and balance it all out and figure where everything stands. You can't do it. You cannot rationalize and deliberate with the carnal mind what all is going on in the Spirit. No, sir, you can't. Because the carnal mind will always be God's enmity, God's enemy. It will be enmity against God. And that doesn't mean it takes the opposite side. It means that there is an actual ongoing war and battle. When God says yes, the carnal mind says no. When God says up, the carnal mind says down. When God says right, the carnal mind says wrong. It will always take the opposite view. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. And then worship don't look crazy to you anymore. Intercession don't look crazy to you anymore. Prayer don't look crazy. Uh, holiness and separation from the world don't look crazy to you anymore. I'm telling you, uh, if you're getting a little critical, uh, if you're getting a little judgmental uh, in your mind, you know what you need? You need a good renewing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, if all of this don't make sense to you anymore, you know what you need? You need a renewing of the Holy Ghost. If you don't love church and love truth and love the Word and love preaching and love shouting and love talking in tongues and love prayer like you used to, you need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. It's going to be a lot of people surprised on Judgment Day. So I don't think it takes that. I think it was just kind of an emotional time for me. I, I you know, I, I felt something there, but you know, I don't think they've got anything that other churches don't have. There's going to be a lot of people shocked on Judgment Day because the natural man doesn't receive the things of God. It's foolishness. Hey, I'm going to tell you today. This is the greatest thing that I've ever found. 
I was raised in church. But you know what? I had to discover this for myself. I'm not here just because mama and daddy made me go to church. I'm not here just because I had a good pastor and a good preacher and a good teacher. I'm here tonight because I got it. And because I saw the beauty somewhere for myself. It went beyond what my pastor preached. Thank God he preached it. It went beyond what mom and daddy believed. Thank God they believed it. But somewhere I got a real experience for myself and it wasn't so crazy to me anymore. Oh, praise the Lord. I wonder if there's somebody that respond tonight. Amen. These altars are open. Anybody say, God, Lord, help this to look beautiful to me. God, let this become more precious to me. Let this be the greatest treasure, the most valuable thing in the world. Let this be the most beautiful and wonderful thing that I have ever seen. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to tell you, you get this. It ain't the same old Acts 2.38 preaching anymore. You'll jump up on your feet and say, Woo! Glory! It won't be, Oh, there he goes again, preaching on one God. Oh no, it'll be so beautiful to you. You'll jump out of your seat and you'll say, Hallelujah! Preach it! I used to hear the old folks get to praying. Sometimes they get to groaning. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I think, well, they just tell God what they need to tell Him and get it over with. Say amen. Then they'd get the business taken care of. No, I didn't understand. That was foolishness to the natural man. But when I broke into some of that, mm. I understand that my spirit was praying and saying things that my mind couldn't even get a hold of. That I was breaking through into a dimension that this old carnal man couldn't understand. Hallelujah. I'd hear the old folks that used to go, Woo! Woo! You ever hear them do that? Somebody ought to do that with me right now. Woo! You know, if you've got to figure everything out, you can say, that's so silly. I mean, what got accomplished? You'd be surprised what gets accomplished. You just get to praying and get to worshiping and go, You'd be surprised what you'd feel. (laughs) I know it's crazy, but I'm on the right side of crazy tonight. Hallelujah. They tell me, they tell me old Bishop Holmes after he suffered the stroke and he couldn't get around very much and He couldn't really preach. 
he couldn't really preach, but he, he wanted to do something for God and wanted to have revival. He was a man of prayer and a man of faith. And, 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 and they tell me now that he would get in there and, and he couldn't preach very much, couldn't say very much, but he'd tell everybody, holler with me. And he's in that, he's in that wheelchair, but he'd get that microphone and he'd say, holler with me. And he'd get to hollering, woo! And the folks in the church would get to hollering, woo! And they said, just hollering, the Holy Ghost would start sweeping that place in waves of glory. And people would get to shouting that hadn't shouted in years. People would get the Holy Ghost. Backsliders would walk back through the door. It wasn't a nice sermon. It wasn't a camp meeting message. But somebody just started yielding to the Spirit of God. And God did a work. Come on, somebody. Why don't we just yield to the Holy Ghost tonight? There ain't no telling what God could do in this place tonight. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. Why don't somebody holler with me? Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody love the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, 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 hey. Hallelujah. Come on. There's victory in worship. Yes, there is. There's deliverance in it.
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, have your way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, power of God. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. That meeting is of God. If you think I'm strange, don't wait for me to change. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. That meeting in the sky. If you think I'm strange, don't wait for me to change. I'm just warming up for when I reach the other side. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm meeting in the sky. If you think I'm strange, don't wait for me to change. I'm just warming up. I'm meeting in the sky. visit a church it was quiet as it could be nobody was praising the lord nobody but me they said i was emotional i kind of felt out of place but when i come to church i don't just come to take up space i'm just warming up oh, I'm, I'm just warming up, up. yeah i'm just Warming up, meeting in the sky. If you think I'm strange, you don't wait for me to change. I'm just warming up when I reach the other side. When I reach those pearly gates, they swing open wide. I'm gonna leave for joy cause I've reached the other side. But there I will forget And if you think I shout down here You ain't seen nothing yet I'm just warming up I'm just warming up I'm just warming up For that beating in the sky If you think I'm strange Don't wait for me to change I'm just warming up For that beating When I reach 
swing open wide. I'm gonna shoot every the other side. All my pain and sorrow up there I will forget. If you think I shout down here, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm just a warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm feeling in the sky. If you think I'm strange, don't wait for me, Jane. I'm just warming up. Feeling in the sky. I went to visit a church. It was quiet as it could be. Nobody was praising the Lord. Nobody but me They said I was emotional I kind of felt out of place But when I come to church I don't just come to take up space I'm just a warming up I'm just warming up I'm just warming up For that meeting in the sky If you think I'm strange Don't wait for me Warming up, reach the other side. Oh, yes, that's it. Let the fear of the Lord have his way. Entertain the presence of the Lord. Entertain the presence of the Lord. Oh, I'm just warming up, hallelujah. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up for that meeting in the sky. So if you think I'm strange, don't wait a while and wait for me to change. I'm just warming up. Oh, yeah. I'm just warming up. Yes, I am. I'm just warming up. Oh, when I reach the other side, oh, yeah. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up for that meeting in the sky. So if you think I'm strange, don't wait for me to change. I'm just warming up for when I reach the other side. Oh, yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Jesus, I'm just warming up. 
I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up for that meeting in the sky. So if you think I'm strange, don't wait for me to change. I'm just warming up for when I reach the other day. I'm just warming up. Yes, I am. I'm just warming up. Hallelujah. I'm just warming up for that meeting in the sky. So if you think I'm strange, don't wait for me to change. I'm just warming up for when I reach the other side. Yeah, when I reach those pearly gates, they swing open wide. I'm going to shout for joy, I've reached the other side. And all my pain and sorrow out there I will forget. If you think I shout down here, you ain't seen nothing yet. Cause I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up for that meeting in the sky. If you think I'm strange, don't wait for me to change. I'm just warming up for when I reach the other side.
Jesus' name. Yes, yes, Jesus, Jesus name. Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, to the Lord. Yes, to the Lord. He's the great King, doing great things. Oh, yes, 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 to the Lord. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Believe the Lord. Believe the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, to the Lord. Yes, yes, to the Lord. He is a great King. He's doing great things. Yes, 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 to the Lord. Yes, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, Jesus. to the Lord. Jesus. Oh, yes, Jesus. Lord. He is Jesus. Doing great He's doing great. Woo, I said, yield to the Spirit. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, to the Lord. Yes, to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Baptize me, Jesus, with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me, Jesus, with the Holy Ghost. I shall have power. Your word says so. Hallelujah. How many feels victory in your heart tonight? Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I'm glad I'm part of a church that wants to be apostolic. 
Amen. Proud to be apostolic. One God, Jesus' name. What we want is the sovereign move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. How are you feeling, Tony? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I know Tony is so real and so sincere with God. He is so honest hearted. It's been a long time since I've seen a young man that has been so real and so sincere. Amen. Thank God. Tony, you're just giving your heart to the Lord. Just keep praying, keep pressing, keep believing, keep yielding to the Spirit. You'll find the Holy Ghost is joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you can't express it with words. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brother Weeks, for obeying the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Church, what do you say? Let's keep yielding to the Spirit of the Lord and to the Word of God and let God lead us on to greater victory, greater liberty. Hallelujah. Brother Cox. Man, I want to say something that will go along perfect with this wonderful message we heard tonight. A few weeks ago, Brother Sean, wave your hand. He come walking into our church, Mr. Sophistication, Mr. Quiet, Mr. Conservative. He sat in my office, Brother Tally. We was talking about baptism. He leaned back, Brother Joe. You remember him saying it? Well, I'm very conservative. I probably won't be doing a whole lot of that shouting and worshiping myself. That's like saying, God, you can't heal. <laughs> He got baptized Sunday night. I watched him back here. I said, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and nickname you Brother Buckaroo. I watched him tonight while the preaching was going on. He's back there doing this right here. That's what happens after you get the Holy Ghost. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? How many is glad you got the Holy Ghost? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You just can't hardly settle a soul that's been enraptured by the Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God. Thank God. Hadn't God been good tonight? God is good. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you for victory, Lord. Thank you for the move of the Spirit. Thank you for the Word of the Lord. Thank you for the liberty and the power of the Holy Ghost. We give you the praise. Come on, let's give Him the praise in closing tonight. We give you the glory, Lord. We give you the honor. We give you all of the worship, Jesus. We thank Him. We thank You. We thank You. We thank You. We thank You. Amen. Let's be much in prayer. Let's be much in prayer. Lord's willing. Amen. As, as, Tony will be baptized Sunday morning, Lord's willing. That's the plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, so let's be praying for Tony. Let's be praying for these other young people, praying and, and seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe this is just the beginning of many, the beginning of many more. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Go in the fear of the Lord and in the faith of God. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Pray through the day tomorrow. Church, tomorrow night, look forward to seeing you in the house of the Lord.
Invite a friend, bring a neighbor. God bless you. Hey, those of you that are that are riding the bus, we need you to make it quickly. Not that we want to run you off, but we need you to move uh, and and get on that van so we can get you home at a good hour so your parents won't be concerned about you, okay? Listen, Brother Weeks has some CDs in the back. He has just a few with him, so if you want one or some, get with him. Brother Weeks, $15. Make the check out, too. Check or cash, Brother Weeks? Hello. Check or cash? Long as it's good, he'll take a check. No hot checks. Make it out to Ben Weeks. God bless you. You're dismissed.